Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. Friends, here we are in the third week of Advent, Gaudete Sunday, which means rejoicing. And rejoicing not like you have a choice, but rejoice. Rejoice the first week we were watching. And the second week we were preparing. And now we are rejoicing. And we rejoice right in the middle of our Advent season because the Lord is coming and even though it's it's a penitential season, even though we are praying extra and doing uh, works of charity and maybe you're doing some fasting, we take a, a moment to focus on the rejoicing. And for that, we go to one of the small prophets, Zephaniah. Shout for joy, O daughter Zion. Sing joyfully, O, o Israel. Be glad and exult with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has removed the judgment against you, has turned away your enemies. So we rejoice with gladness, renew the love of the Lord in us and sing joyfully. And we sing as the Lord forgives us because Jesus came to save us because he gave everything so that we could have a bridge to salvation through him. Cry out with joy and gladness, for among you is the great and holy one of Israel, says Isaiah. The Lord is our Savior, and that is the source of our confidence, friends. And because of that, the strength and courage that we have is from the Lord, because he's our Savior. And he is the one whose name we acclaim. His deeds in our lives are the ones we make known. And because of this, we exalt his holy name. We sing praises for what he's doing in our lives. So today, remember what the Lord has done for you in your life and sing praises. He's made you wait for something and he's delivered it. He has healed someone or you. He has provided an increase when you needed it in something, in love, in kindness, in toys like a friend of mine was telling a beautiful story about someone knocking at her door and giving them a bag full of toys in a moment when both her husband and she did not have jobs. We cry out with joy and gladness because amongst us, friends, is the Holy One of Israel. In Philippians 4, we have another word of rejoice, rejoicing in the Lord, and we are commanded Rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again, rejoice. We receive this as a command. So how is that possible? I have experienced some Advent seasons in full grief. One season we had had a car crash. One season, both of us, my husband and I lost our jobs as well. as the story that this lady gave me this weekend. Uh, it was very hard when we lost my dad or my grandma. I have a neighbor who's lost a child. 
So how can we actually rejoice, friends, when we have these things happening? And how can we rejoice as Philippians 4 tells us? Rejoice, I shall say it again, rejoice. That can be very, very difficult. And I was retelling this story this weekend. I attended a retreat with some friends from my, my, my children's school. It was a ladies' retreat. And I was giving one of the little parts about hope revealed. And in my meditation about what to share, I was reminded of the day we buried my father. And we were in the north of Spain in a small city, in a small bar in a, in a city there in San Sebastian, San Sebastian. And there was a piano player and I had this reminder that joy is a weapon and that it can be chosen and is a weapon against the overwhelming grief. And so I sang at that little bar. There were a few people there. And then as I was leaving and I reached my siblings, it, just, it was just the five of us there. And we were all knitting our hearts and knowing that the Lord was with us in our grief. And um, all of a sudden, this flamenco song went online. <laughs> Not online, but in the in, in in the air, somebody turned on a flamenco song. And I just felt an invitation from the Lord that in that moment of grief, I was going to just dance. And friends, I just danced out of the pure grief of my heart. I just danced. And there was this person there. I, I didn't see it. It was sort of dark in you know, with the lights of, of a bar. It was a small place by the sea. And he touched my shoulder and said, you just dance like an Andalusian princess. Here's my card. My wife and I host this great party that we have, El Rocío. We'd love for you to join us there. Friends, for my father's funeral, I tried to sing the Ave Maria and no words would come out in the funeral. The grief was so intense that from the microphone, I kept trying to say something, but I would just sound like nothing would come out. It was as if the grief had stopped the ability for me to make sound to the point that almost comically, my sister from the front pew started the song of the Ave Maria as if maybe that was going to let me move on. But I sat down, unable to sing. So when I was at that bar and we had just buried my father, I just, I said, I will sing now, Dad. It's just the five of us in this bar, in this city that you love. And I sang, friends, and rejoice. I say it again, rejoice is a command the Lord gives us in the midst of hardship, when we do this, when we worship, when we sing and dance before the Lord, I dance before the court of heaven, knowing that my father and my grandparents and those that came from Andalusia actually were watching. Almost as a cry to heaven, a connection, a bridge through dance and song. So friends, if you are happy, dance and sing. If you are sad, dance and sing. Have no anxiety, says the Lord. In everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known, known to the Lord. 
Because friends, the Lord is near and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So let us rejoice, friends. Luke 3 has the crowds asking John the Baptist, what should we do? And he gives very specific instructions. If you have two cloaks, give one. If you have food, share. Tax collectors don't ask for more than is needed. Sol soldiers don't extort anything. Don't accuse falsely. He's coming and giving advice to the different groups in a simple way. But when they ask him if he's the Christ, he says, I baptize you with water, but I tell you there's a mightier one coming and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Let us preach this good news, friends, even in the midst of hardship, even if you are in a spousal disagreement that is bordering on divorce, whether you have a financial situation that is devastating or a sickness that right now has someone that you love in a very difficult spot. Rejoicing is a weapon, friends. Rejoicing says that the Lord is near, that the Lord is Jehovah Sabaoth, that he fights our battles. And that before the ark, like David, singing and dancing with harp and song, praise, praising the Lord, we come to declare that God is amongst us, friends. So let us go to the throne. Father Almighty, cover us with the precious blood of Christ, the precious blood of our Lord Jesus, so that nothing that is formed in the enemy camp can come against us, that no scheme or strategy of the enemy can come against us. Lord, be upon us, anoint us. Let us be people that bring glad tidings to those around us. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the Inner Room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.